I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. This is going to be a special episode of AD Update. I'm joined with a just someone with a just a great spirit. Every time I talk to her, it's so much fun. But this is our head varsity softball coach, Ashley Segreto. Ashley, thanks for spending some time with me this thanks morning. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, you were off in Pensacola sometime, long time ago, and. I hear about this family coming to the church, uh, the Cloud family and and uh, their daughter. And uh, so talk a little bit about your background and at some point kind of lead to that. Then a big change of a, of a big family that we moved uh, from Pensacola to Birmingham. Sure. Well, I uh, grew up playing softball my entire life. My dad was my coach. Uh, that's a whole story in itself, anyone who's ever coached their kids. You know, that's um, – I can't tell you how many times this because my dad was my coach growing up. But in the in these series of podcasts, I've just been shocked how many coaches yeah. here are, are former kids of coaches. Yeah, I don't think you fully appreciate it to become an adult and a coach yourself <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, so I just remember playing softball um, from the time I was in T-ball playing. I actually played with uh, my older brother. We were only seventeen months apart, so a lot of times we were on the same team. Uh-huh. Um, just loved the sport, loved sports in general, um, mm-hmm. but always was drawn back to the game of softball. I, in high school, I played volleyball and basketball, but I just loved the sport of softball and was drawn back to it. Um, had a lot of life lessons learned in high school uh, and um, up and down. I'll tell you the difference between high school sports now and when I was there, there wasn't quite the draw to travel ball when I was in high school um it was just kind of beginning at that point um I remember pushing my parents to allow me to play travel thinking that that was the only way I was going to get seen um which is probably more true now than it was then um but that was just not something in the cards for me when I was in high school and when I uh at that time I honestly thought that me not playing was going to ruin my future interesting and um I think my parents knew that even though that was not in the cards for me, that if the Lord opened that door, um, Mm -hmm. that whether I played travel or not was going to, was not going to be hindered. And they were right. Um, I played. In what position did you play? uh, Well, first couple years in, are you talking about high school or college? In high school, I played shortstop and I pitched. There were Uh, times I was the only pitcher. Yeah. Um, but as kind of a utility, I played wherever my dad told me I was needed. But I did a lot of pitching, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mainly because I was one of the only ones that could throw strikes. Now, is there a pitch count in softball? Is there a limit, a, a number of pitches? Or is it because of the different motion, they can go longer? They can. Pitches? That's a hot topic in my house, let me yeah. tell you. we Because we're watching the Men's College World Series right, right, right. now. My husband's a big LSU baseball fan, so – um, we we talk a lot about, you know, what is it about the boys' motion that makes them need days, yeah. week off versus um, softball. There is not a pitch count yeah. in softball. Now there may be with the younger leagues, but in high school, no, there is not, or well, college. The, you know, the shoulder joint is a, is a strange joint, it period, is. you know, uh, even having to rehab it. But 
It has to be because of the angle launch velocity. It is. So Ours forth. is more of a natural motion, yeah. which makes yeah. sense. But it's kind of funny you say that because my husband would laugh when he listens to this podcast because it's something that he and I <laughs> uh, jokingly talk about yeah. quite often about, yeah. you know, come on now, guys, just oh. just pitch, just no, pitch. No, no, listen, listen, if you've ever met a, a kid or family that's had, had Tommy John, you know, right. uh, it, it's definitely a serious uh, topic. And if not regulated, I don't, I don't, especially in the youth leagues, I don't think the, the coaches would regulate it, right. you know, uh, but uh, so, uh, so high school, playing for your dad, so take us to that next step. Well, um, I, out of high school, I did not have a place to play softball. I honestly didn't think that it was going to be in the cards for me. I went to junior college and actually was in nursing school for a year. The, that summer we went to vacation for our family was always general assembly for my dad because he was a pastor. So general assembly that summer was in Pittsburgh. And I remember going to Covenant Colleges. Um, they had their booth at general assembly. And I just sat down and started talking to their admissions. And the Lord just put it on my heart that this was a place for me. And so uh, within a month and a half of general assembly, I was on campus at Covenant. It was fast. Um, and then once I got on campus, found out that they were starting a softball program because they didn't have one. Well, how about the Lord's kindness to it you, is. knowing your heart desires? Yep. And Wow, that's cool. And uh, so I was at Covenant and was a part of their inaugural softball season. Now, we were a part of NAIA, which mm-hmm. uh, isn't allowed to give softball scholarships, but was given other opportunities financially and began playing with them. And it was the ride of a lifetime. I, I, I love everything about Covenant. My brother was there for two years, and he'd tell you the same thing. Um, learned so much about myself, about what it means to truly find joy in sports. Mm-hmm. And honestly would believe that I didn't truly have a relationship with the Lord until um, my time at Covenant. Um, I think it was all head knowledge, and it finally became a heart thing yeah. then and so that's um, so cool it was and, and you know you had no clue during that time the lord was actually putting seeds that he knew skill sets and experiences that he knew you would need then yep. years down the road exactly. in, in birmingham because you've you saw that program kind of start from scratch and even though we've had softball for years at Broward, you because of the changes of of the sports are so-called popular and, and are trendy um, within just a school culture. You mm-hmm. know, you've, you've had to kind of work, the, work that magic. Definitely. But you've done such a great job. Thank you. Uh, so after Covenant? After Covenant, uh, I went to work in Atlanta. I worked for the PCA headquarters with uh, Dr. Roy Taylor for a couple years. Um, worked in their office, helped um, schedule things for their general assembly, which is funny because the general assembly actually brought me to Covenant and then went full circle and Absolutely, was yeah. uh, was working for them. And about my second year there, I loved that job. Uh, had great college friends that lived in Atlanta. Great um, group of friends there that I miss terribly. Um, but I just felt the Lord telling me, "You need to go home to Pensacola." And I remember making a phone call to my mom and saying, 
I cannot tell you why. I have a great job. It pays great. Everything is great. I just feel unsettled, and I feel the Lord telling me, move home, and I cannot tell you why. Interesting. And, uh, you know, my parents have always supported um, our decisions, especially when they're prayerfully considered. And she said, well, then you need to come home. And you're still, you know, mid-20s, I guess, just out yep. of college. Early and, 20s, and mm-hmm. just And just trying to figure out. Figure it out. I and, am. And the Lord's just impressing on you. He is. So I did. I moved home, uh, moved back in with my parents in my mid-20s, which, you know, not ideal. Nobody really thinks about, especially when you live on your own for a while. Um, But uh, as soon as I got home, I um, started working for the small Christian school that my two younger siblings uh, had graduated from. And my mom was an administrator there and began coaching, um, coaching softball, because that was just where I could feel like I could plug in and they were looking for a softball coach. So I began coaching and um, at this Christian school, we didn't play in the public school system. They had their own private league Mm -hmm. that we played in. And uh, we were able to, um, at times, draw from even as low as sixth grade to play. and there were times uh, that we needed to do that just to have the numbers. Um, and so uh, it was great. I mean, I I knew this school very well because I'd been to many of my younger siblings' uh, athletic events as they finished out high school. So um, they were the Lions as well, which is oh, cool. kind of funny. Um, and so uh, I... Um, I was coaching these young girls and just loving it. Everything seemed to be going great. And this young dad, I uh, had a, one of the sixth grade girls offered to um, just help in any way that he could. Um, and come to find out, he, I guess, maybe had a little bit of intention because mm-hmm. I ended up marrying him two, two years later. Uh, coached my two stepdaughters from sixth grade till they graduated at this school. Uh, is Aletheia Christian Academy in Pensacola. And um, as soon as I met him, I said to the Lord, now I know why you brought me here. How about that? And um, we've been married for uh, almost 13 years and have three other children um, together. And, and so it makes a big clan. It does. <laughs> it makes a big clan. And all three of my children are at Briarwood. In yeah. fact, after this year, I'll have one on this campus because my oldest Dawson's a rising sixth grader. So he, it won't yeah. be long. He'll be over here. And, uh, it's just amazing to see how the Lord just opened doors and guided me all the way through. So what I think's unique in this time is, uh, so then your dad gets this call to Birmingham, mm-hmm. right? And so was there a point in time that you're thinking we're about to be separated? Uh, because Definitely. Because it was actually someone from the church that kind of let me know that we were bringing in the Cloud family and that you know, yeah. you'd had softball experience. We began kind of exploring that. But I'm guessing it wasn't quite settled for at least a little bit of time of how all that was going to work, right? No, definitely not. Um, you know, we were happy for my dad to get that job, but sad that he was moving away um and i remember he came up here for one of his final visits and i i'm not sure who it was but it was a conversation he had with somebody who 
had connection with his high school in St. Joe. He he played football and baseball at Port St. Joe, Florida, and um, and they began talking and they they mentioned the need for a softball coach here and did he know anybody and he kind of chuckled and said well yeah my daughter has been coaching for a long time and loves the sport and just again the Lord just opened it up I remember him coming home and telling me you know they're looking for a softball coach and I kind of laughed I was like yeah that that's funny that's not going to happen and he's like well just try you know you never know and um you know Growing up in the PCA and working in the PCA, Briarwood has um, quite the reputation of being, you know, they're one of the largest Christian mm-hmm. schools, one of the largest PCA churches. So I knew a lot about them. And I just thought, you know, that would be almost, if you're going to continue a coaching career in Christian education, Briarwood would be at the top of the list. Yeah. So to me, that was a job that didn't even seem likely for me. Yeah. Um, but I'd, just knowing the way the Lord works, um, you have to move in that direction, and He guides you as you walk. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to see. Yeah. And so He just opened that door for me, and it was amazing. And let's be honest, there's no way to really prepare you for this side of no. athletics in a school like Briarwood because nope. the expectations are different, the, they are. the demands. Uh, you embrace that so well and have persevered so well. Um, it's been a great five years. Yeah. I've, I've grown a lot yeah. as a person, as a coach. and so, so what have you learned in the five years you've been at Briar? What have you learned about softball? Because <laughs> this, this is not your little pickup uh, game Mm-mm. on Sundays, is it, uh, in Birmingham? No, this, the state of Alabama and <laughs> the city of Birmingham is a softball mecca. Yeah. Um, you know, playing in the public school system has its own advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Um, I have um, I have learned a lot of detailed rules that really never were something I had to think about um, at the other level that I was coaching. Um, the game has evolved um, in a good way. Um, the demand for the girls to play year-round is something that you have to juggle with their um, physically and mentally. I've watched girls even come through Briarwood um, who've eventually just burned out yeah. and stopped playing the sport, which hurts my heart because I think there's a great balance that can be met there. Yeah. Um, but overall, it has grown me as a coach just how um, to teach them and prepare them for the sport because the preparation is completely different. Yeah, I don't think people understand that that's kind of you know the nature of athletics in general across all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you actually have coached any sport, say sixth grade down, e- even like a travel type sport, mm-hmm. whatever. The the X's and O's, the strategy, the scheme demanded. Once you get to the high school level, it's kind of come down because you know Alabama's softball program mm-hmm. has an influence on everybody. Just like just like Alabama and Auburn's football program, you yes. know, it pushes the envelope. It does. But I've also thought about over the last five years, you've had some great coaches come alongside you for a Definitely. period of time, who also had some great knowledge of the game. And I'm thinking about in your development how much you have to have picked up 
being with them, watching with them, collaborating with them, because it's always been so neat to watch you work with these folks, and 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 no doubt it's 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 helped you in your growth. Definitely, don't you think? I've always said that a head coach is only as good as their assistants. Their I have learned so much um, from you know my current um, assistant Taylor Wheat, who was a player here, and I'm, we can talk more about her. Yeah, but. Um, you know, Chad Watts and uh, his travel ball experience yep. um, helped out a lot. Um, Karen England, when she was helping transition me into Briarwood, she was a huge asset to um, just showing me the ropes of yes. how things are done. And the administration part of yep. being a coach is <laughs> definitely different here than a lot of places. Um, when I first got here, I'd I had never made my own schedule. My schedule had always been yeah. told to me. Um, and so that – And you don't want me making your schedule. Right. <laughs> right. I promise you that. Well, and there's, it's not just – you know, I yeah. learned over the years, it's not just about throwing teams on a – That's right. On dates. There is a strategy to it. That's um, right. Just getting your girls ready for when you're playing area and getting them where – they're not mentally drained before you even get to the meat of their schedule. There's an art to it, so I've learned a lot about that as well. Yes, Coach Bryant used to say nine-tenths of winning is scheduling. Yep. Uh, that, that's always so interesting. So second question, it's a little bit different. So mm-hmm. no doubt you've – you know, I watch you on the wristbands and calling the pitches and win the run and all. You know, it's just always been so neat to see that grow, mm-hmm. that side of you. Uh, so what have you learned about coaching athletes softball? Yeah, does that make do you understand mm-hmm. the difference? Yeah. The first question is more scheme wise and the mechanics of it, but uh, there's no doubt you've also learned a lot since you've been here because we do have that pressure of year round play versus multiple sport athletes mm-hmm. and it's just things that we deal with the the, the things we the academic demands and right. so I think a lot of my growth has just been um, relational with my athletes. Um, when you you have to know the player to know when you can call certain things in a game. Right. Um, and know when to push them at practice or push them in a game. And, and that starts honestly off the field, understanding um, – their relationship with their parents, their family dynamic, uh, their interests outside of the softball diamond. And that has been um, a huge growth for me, just relationally getting yeah. to know them and allowing them to know how much I love them. And it's not just when we're on the softball field and uh, that I do care about them outside of softball. Yeah. And so that has been probably one of my biggest growths as a coach. And, and that, I'm telling you, Ashley, that's the key for coaches today mm-hmm. in all sports. Uh, you know, I came up in an era where it's just coaches, you know, word and, you know, his way or the highway type deal. But uh, it's so different now. It is. You've got to have that relationship base. And, the, and the, there could be a lot of coaches today that know the schemes backwards and forwards better than anybody, but if they don't know how to – yeah. figure out where their players are uh, and build that kind of relationship of trust. So uh, that's that's fantastic that you've mentioned that. Yeah. You know, a lot of coaches will say that players haven't changed, that actually the environment has changed. But I would say 
the players have changed, you know, generations ago. Like you said, uh, if the coach said to do something, they didn't question it. They just did yep. it. Um, teenagers today, they tend to want to understand why. Yeah. Yep. And um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's reality. It is. And um, if they trust you and you have a relationship with them, they're less likely to question the words that come out of your mouth and trust that what you're saying is is what needs to happen. And so, yeah, I, I fully believe if 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 they truly believe you care and they believe that you can help them mm-hmm. get better then you've kind of got them, you know. And if you win the the players, you you kind of win the parents too nowadays because how the player kind of reports it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but it's messy, isn't it? It's not easy because now you're talking about communication issues, uh, differences in roles because you're not their best friend. You are their coach, you know. I think that's where my degree in psychology comes (laughs) into play. Some people would probably think it's a wasted degree, but I use it every single day in teaching uh, elementary PE and in coaching these girls. Yeah. they It's about relation and understanding that their environment and their world changes their thought, and that's been a huge asset yeah. for me. So you mentioned Taylor Wheat. Uh, you know, we've had some very successful players come out of Briarwood and go on and do some great, great things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but to always have one come back and um, serve in any capacity is just always a treat, you know, kind of the fruit of the ministry. So uh, talk a little bit about Taylor joining us and what she's helped add to your program. Yeah, well, Taylor's been a gem from the get-go. She's probably um, one of the best catchers I have ever coached. Um, just in her work ethic and her attitude and her leadership um, and her technique. Uh, I knew she would do great things. Uh, I joked with her her senior year that she needed to come back and coach, and uh, I miscounted how many times she said no. Mm. Um, And I just knew that if it was in the cards for her that the Lord would, would make that happen, and I just felt like eventually it would. Um... She has been such a blessing to mm-hmm. um, to this program. Um, we just, well, no, I think this year our seniors will be the last um, athletes that actually played with her. Okay. They were, I believe, probably seventh and eighth graders when she was a, a senior. Mm-hmm. Um so that has been an interesting dynamic for her to change from uh, teammate yeah. to coach. Yeah. Um, and she has grown in watching uh, how to balance that, especially this year. We've had we had several conversations about she would tell me, you know, it's it's not easy because I played with this group and we're friends. And I mm-hmm. remember having, you know, going and doing stuff with these girls and, you know, you have to have that that balance now because yeah. now I'm coach and I think it's grown her tremendously no this doubt. year. Um, she has been a huge asset when it comes to relations. Um, the girls, because she's younger, right? the girls, um, you know, feed off her energy and her knowledge because I think that she understands uh, where they sit a little more because she's not far removed from it. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'm, it's been such a blessing to have her back. She has a tremendous knowledge um, of the pitching, catching um, part of the game, which is huge at this level. Um, her ability to call pitches. She's probably one of the um, only co catchers I allowed to call her own pitches when she was in high school because she just had a tremendous knowledge of of the hitters and their weaknesses, and she was able to call pitches for our pitchers yeah. um, even as a, a junior and a senior. And so she just continues that that knowledge for for our program. Yeah. And it's amazing. And, and you have other great staff, and, uh, you know, you want to highlight them all, but uh, because of Taylor's unique, the fact she played for you and, and back is, is pretty neat to talk about. And, and and I can't highlight all of your players, but you've, you know, she's coaching a really talented catcher as well. She is. Uh, I mean, it's not every day that a softball umpire, you know, walks off the field and sees me and he goes, man, he goes, that – catcher y'all have could could play baseball because yes. so, her her skill set's so good so yeah ashley heineman she's going to be uh, a tremendous asset to our program and already has been in yeah. her short time to be so young she's just now getting into as a freshman yeah. and she's been with us for two years and uh, i remember taylor telling me um her dad came and watched a game this summer uh i mean this this last spring and uh, he walked up to Taylor after the game and joked and said, she would give you a run for her money and she's not even <laughs> in high school. And Taylor Taylor didn't deny it. She yeah. said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. She would. And, That's cool. And um, they have a great relationship. And I pray Ashley sticks with us yeah. um, through her high school years. It's been fun watching her. I, I follow a lot of the girls on through their um, travel yeah. in the summer, and her um, Mustangs team has been quite successful this summer. That's great. So, yeah. And y'all have a young nucleus that you've just kind of persevered with, and y'all have persevered together. And if they can stay together, mm -hmm. uh, really bodes well. I know it you does. feel good about the future, right? I do. I do. I mean, we're in a real tough area. We came out of a tough region into a different tough region but you know the girls they just find out who they play and right. they're just going to prepare for whoever it is yeah. um you know helena high schools in our area this year helena and pelham and those are two really large schools that have a, a much larger pool of girls and, to, and, a, and a good softball culture mm -hmm. in terms of even coming up there's girls that just want to be softball players yep. and some schools have that Every school's got kind of its sports that are kind of the trendy one, but it changes, you know. It does. Um, so uh, over the last five years, uh, some of your favorite wins or moments, anything stick out in your mind? Ooh. Um, I remember, uh, I believe it was about three or four years ago, I think it was Taylor's senior year. We, uh, we were 5A back then, um, and we were playing at John Carroll, uh, I think we were behind about five or six and uh, in an elimination game in area against, um, uh, it might have been Woodlawn. And the girls just said, this is it, like backs against the wall. And they came back, and I think it was Taylor's almost face plant slide into home plate <laughs> that won the game for us. Yeah. Um, another one that sticks out is uh, we were out in Moody 
uh, playing. We were, Moody was ranked number one. I think that was my first year because I remember my youngest daughter Peyton still being in the lap of one of the parents. Um, and uh, Moody was, they, they've always been good. And they were number one, and we had flipped a coin for third and fourth place and lost the coin flip. And so we had to play Moody as a four seed. And uh, we came out and run-ruled them in that opening game. And it was everything just yeah. fell into place. It did. And I think that showed a lot of the girls that in the game of softball and baseball especially, it's anybody's game any given day if That's the right. right things fall into place. Um, and so that was a really fun win just to watch the girls' hard work, um, you know, all come together. Yeah. And uh, I think that was Riley Coyne. That was her senior year, and, you know, she just, just finished. She finished an amazing he did, college yep, career, right? Yep, five. She got that extra COVID year and was a super senior this year with Miami, Ohio, and I, I followed her career a lot, and she was really fun to watch yeah. play through her career. Yeah, I've had uh, two or three people, you know, kind of keep me up to date mm-hmm. with her. Uh, uh, I mean, we've had some amazing uh, players uh, that they have come through and yep. done, done really well. Yep. So uh, my favorite things the last few years is just to see how y'all will play a common opponent later in the year. You'll play them early and then you play them later. And it's obvious of the two teams which one actually has gotten better mm-hmm. over the season. So the the program itself that you guys are, are, are building and growing is one built on uh, improvement yes. you know, as the year goes on. I know you've seen that. Definitely. I mean, the game of softball is a game of perseverance. Um, and that's something that we really talk a lot about um, is just learning from your mistakes uh, seeing what you can do to get better, not to make them again, and knowing that ultimately if you do make mistakes that it doesn't change your value and who you are as a person, um, which is a difficult concept with the way the world is just throwing things at these girls um, right and left about what gives them value. Right. And, um, you know, you can find joy in, you know, turning a double play or making a diving catch or hitting a home run, but that joy is temporary. And um, just they're reminded, I try to remind them that there's nothing wrong with seeking that that joy because it's a good joy and it feels good in the moment. Yeah. 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 But that if that is the only reason that you're out there, that uh, that joy will eventually end because you won't play softball your entire life. Mm And so um, that opportunity to, uh, to give them um, the knowledge of that is huge. I mean, you know, I think there's a, mis, uh, a common misconception that every girl that comes and plays at Briarwood has a strong, healthy relationship with the Lord and understands uh, what it means to have that true joy. Right. But that's... Um, that's not no. true. Yeah. And so that goes back to that relationship with understanding, um, you know, where they are in their walk with the Lord or if they even have one and being able to come alongside them and, and guide them um, through that, that journey 
and yeah. uh, you know I've had great opportunities of being able to pray for and with many girls through this year as they struggle with you know family issues and relationship issues and grades and just different things and just being able to um, come alongside them and love them and try to point them to uh, the ultimate joy that they can find in softball. That has been my ultimate uh, joy in yeah. coaching. <laughs> I'm so thankful that you're reminding us of that. You know, I, I, I'll talk with parents all the time. It's hard to define even what a Christian school is, right? I mean, it's a very unique thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we expect our students to have the sanctification of a 30-year-old, you right. know, or 40-year-old. But these are these are teens still finding their way and, yep. and wrestling with Christ and his preeminence in their life and wrestling with issues of salvation and where they fit in socially and, you know, what does it mean to live in the world, not of the world? How can you enjoy softball to its fullest extent but it not dominate? I mean, we, we've all wrestled with that, yes. right? Definitely. The fact that you're coming alongside them and with conversations and with activities and and then them having to deal with the you know thrill of victory, agony of defeat within that Christian context. I mean, it's a wonderful school teacher, don't you think? It is, for sure. It's been an amazing uh, handful of years just to watch the girls grow um, spiritually and physically and all throughout the game it has been and I did, haven't done it perfectly and I'm learning through failure just like them yeah I yeah. learn you know that doesn't work and this works better and try something else so you know it's not just the athletes on the field that are uh, learning what works and what doesn't work right and the the thrill of victory and the the hurt of defeat and and how you deal with that because the coaches deal with it too. It's not just the athletes. So if anyone's listening to this, if you've never been to a Barwood softball game, it's a, it's such a unique experience. The chanting and cheering from the dugouts and mm -hmm. the, just the camaraderie there, uh, I would just encourage anyone listening. And then this podcast is an example of what we teach about the difference between success and achievement. Because by all standards of ministry, Ashley, you've been extremely successful as a coach. Because uh, what's required in a place like Briarwood and the demands of that, it's not easy. You know, it doesn't just happen. You have to intentionally right. keep it you know, within the standards, the, the scriptural standards, and the, the gospel saturation of of love and growth. And then achievement, you know, is just the you know the wins the the season record, the area titles, and so forth. And you can have success without achievement, and you can have achievement without success. Exactly. You know? But the work you're doing, it's no doubt in my mind that you're going to see, uh, as you continue to grow, as the program continues to grow, you're going to see that combination of success and achievement. And then no one will have that perspective that you'll have about where you've come from. You know, right. you, know you can see it in all – but, man, I just want to congratulate you for the work that you do. Thank you. Praying for you and can't wait to see uh, what next spring holds for yeah, you. Yeah, we're looking forward to it and finishing up our schedule now. So it's going to be fun. Well, go Lions. Go Lions. <laughs> Thank you. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. In each episode of this podcast, 
is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.